Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Treasure, the voice of my intro. This is AKA Radio Red in the house with Read My Lips, cool conversations with creatives, and I have got a packed house today for people who are dedicated, hardworking creatives. No, they're not singers and dancers and artists and photographers and musicians and composers. They're people with real everyday lives who are using creativity somehow, somewhere. They're shaking their heads, yes, and you're going to get to meet them in just a couple seconds. But first, we have to do a very important shout out. We do it every week. She is listening. She emails me every Monday at 8.01 p.m. to tell me how much she enjoyed the show and what she gleaned from my guests. How about that? So on the count of three, I want you all to join me in saying hello, LLL. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. That was one of the best. She's probably just saying, wow, Red, that was one of the best. We say that every week. Don't get thrilled with it. Anyway, LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She still lives in Whitestone, New York. I'm still having a fictitious GoFundMe to get her moved to London. It should be <laughs> lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. Karen likes that in London, but she's still in Whitestone because it's a fictitious GoFundMe. And how much money do you really think I've raised in the past five years? But I'm still trying. It's an illusion. There we go. We're going to be talking about creativity today. I'm so happy to be here. It is April 4th. Those of us who survived April Fool's, I know that there was a very, very funny joke, supposedly. I'm not going to get political, kids, but there was a very funny joke on Twitter. Apparently, the governor of the state of New Jersey changed the state bird from whatever the finch or the sparrow, whatever it was, to people who give the bird with a certain finger on a certain hand. And the Twitter feed on that was somebody quoted it. I saw it over the weekend and people were hysterical all over the country saying, I thought that was the state bird. We'll leave that one alone. So there you go. I hope you all survived April Fool's. It is Monday, April 4th. Uh, let's see. It is the 94th day in 2022. It's the Gregorian calendar that we use. And we do a shout out every week to Greg, Gregory, Greggy, whatever his mother called him. We like his calendar and we appreciate it very much. It's still with us. There were 271 days left in 2022. This is the 14th Monday and nobody gives a crap about that except me. But if you want to plan something special for your New Year's Eve, now's the time to start with only 271 days left. So there you go. I don't care whether it's eating, whether it's drinking, whether it's going on vacation, whether it's decorating your house, your office. Yes. Do I have any Aries signs on the panel today? Because we're still in Aries, March 20 to April. No, no Aries birthdays. My son's well, birthday is in two days, though. Well, okay. So we'll do it. And my birthday is in two months from today. So it's a great day. It's a great day. Well, two months, you're not going to be Aries, but we'll celebrate <laughs> that when we get around to it. Aries are creative, spontaneous, kind, passionate, confident, brave. They're risk takers, courageous. They have a sense of adventure. They love to explore. They're determined, bold. They initiate new projects and they have high energy. I should have been an Aries, but I'm a Libra. So we'll leave that one alone. There you go. So thank you all. Let's do a quick introduction around the table. I'm just going to say your name. Just give a one sentence description of who you are and what you do. And then we're going to have you tell us a lot more about what you do and who you are, because we want to hear everything more. So Karen Weissman Crook is with us. Karen, just wave hello for everybody. She hello. calls herself. There she so is. So excited to be here. 
Thank you. You'll get to tell us in just a minute. She is a multipotentialite, and she's going to explain that and tell me how I mispronounced it. She's an expert communicator, an intuitive eating facilitator. She's a yoga and meditation teacher, and she's the author of Hashtag Morning Haiku, and we'll find all about that, those of us who learn haiku in school. I can't wait. You're going to give us some examples, I hope, Karen. So welcome. Then we have Dr. Ankur. Patel. Hello, Ankur. Met you at the Publicity Summit last week. Yeah, nice so to happy meet you. To nice to well. see you again. You jumped right in and said, I'll be there, Red. He's a geriatrician. <laughs> Nothing personal to me. Uh-uh. He's a chief medical officer, a pharmacist. He's the author of Age is Just a Number. Those of you viewing us on Facebook can see his book cover behind him, which is great. Love the background. Thank you very much. And he offers innovative approaches to advancing the quality of advancing life. So, Ankur. Dr. Patel, so nice to see you. Thank you very much. Thanks then we for have, having me. And we have Dana, you're welcome. Then we have Dana Golden. Hello, Dana. There she is waving, looking beautiful. Dana is the co-author with David Marion, who is also our guest on the top left on my screen, of Addiction Rescue, The No BS Guide to Recovery. This is serious. It's important. That's why I didn't talk about getting a special drink for New Year's Eve, because out of respect, and we'll find out what they do. Dana is a certified family addiction coach and a recovery coach. Her work is very important. I met Dana and David at a previous summit about a year or two ago, and I said, nah. And then I met them again two weeks ago, and I said, you know, there's got to be something creative in what the two of you do to help families and help your clients through recovery. There has to be an element. And you both said, sure, we'd love to come on the show, Red, and we promise we'll talk about creativity. So thank you, Dana. And then David, you can wave your own hello there. David went to prison because of multiple addictions, and here he is, and he is now, get this, everyone, a certified intervention professional, a certified recovery coach. He has worked on the CDC's RX Awareness Program and a lot more. David, Very, very happy to have you here, and thank you both. They come as a pair. They come as a couple, so I had to have them both on, but it made sense because they're co-authors, so thank you all. So let's go around the table. I'm going to put about a three-minute limit on what my guests are saying. No, we're not cutting you off, but we want to make sure we have plenty of time for all of you. So Karen Weissman, Crook, I'm going to put you on full-screen speaker view, beautiful you, and the audience will get to see you and hear you. Why don't you tell us a little bit more in that very hard word that you put in your bio that I stumbled over. I want to know how to pronounce it, what it means. So Karen, welcome. Tell us more. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with the rest of you. Yes, a multi-potentialite. So I am so many things. I can't just, I don't like labels. And I always describe my life as having this giant toolbox. And I have all these different experiences and things that go in my toolbox. And then at the right time, I pull the right thing out. And I have a successful career in professional services in the corporate world. And I've done so many other things. I owned a natural ice cream truck, the first of its kind. I just published a book. I have, I'm an intuitive eating facilitator. I'm in school right now to be a health coach. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a baker. I love knitting so many different things, hiking, being outdoors. And I do think that if I could have more hours in the day, I would do have many, many more careers, but I think I get a lot out of the hours that I have. So multi-potentialite, I have a daughter who just decided, she just chose which college she's going to. Can't believe that I have a child about to go to college. We can't either. (laughs) She told us a 
as she was writing her essays and getting her applications in, people would ask her, where does she want to go and what does she want to do? And she said, those are the absolute worst questions that you could possibly ask a high school senior, especially me. And she came across this great TED talk about multi-potentialites, which is basically we don't need to be limited by one thing. Some people are, some people are born and they know they want to do this career, this profession. That is not me. That is not my daughter. And so I'm continuously learning, continuously growing, continuously adding things into my toolbox. And you asked earlier for a haiku. So I'm going to read you how I describe myself in my book. Sure. Karen Weisman Crook, known as Karen. C-A-R-I-N with a G. My husband came up with that. (laughs) To her family and friends is so many things. Most of all, she's a work in progress, abundantly wonder-filled with courage to change. Wow. You, I think, Karen, I'm going to say this. I've been doing this show for many years. You're one of the happiest people I've ever had on my <laughs> show. You are just, you, it, you, it's just as if everybody agreed with me. It's just coming out of her pores. It's, you're just exuding exuberance. Uh, uh, welcome, Karen. And, and I Thank love you. the word. And, you know, I had a, a guest tell me, uh, I, I, was somebody actually, I was pitching for a job, I think, many years ago. And somebody said to me, let me read your bio. And they looked at it and they said, you're telling them too many things about yourself. How are they going to offer you a job if you do this and that and this and that and this and that? And you're good at all of them, but you have to pick one thing that you do that you want them to consider for the job. And I really had a hard time. And we'll we'll talk about that. There's a special day coming up in the next week in my national crazy calendar. And I think we'll, I think we'll have to limit each of you to about five words to see how you would describe yourself. So don't think about it too hard. Dana and David and Encore and Karen, but I think that'd be a fun exercise to see. So Karen, wonderful to have you and thank you for reading the haiku. Just tell us briefly, for the people who don't remember or never studied haiku in school, just briefly, what's the structure of a haiku? That's a great question. So it's really simple. It's a poem, three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Anybody can write one. Maybe at the end of this, even my co uh, presenters here, co everybody can write their own haiku. And actually, in the book, there's space at the end to do that. It's amazing how when we just put our attention at something, now I think in haiku. Truly, I take all of my many thoughts. How can I condense that down to five, seven, five? My family sees me continually counting on my fingers, and it's actually become quite a mindfulness practice. I like the way you put that word in there. Thank you very much, Karen. Let's move to Dr. Ankur Patel, geriatrician. I met you at the summit. I was taken with your personality immediately, and then I learned what you do. And I said, you're also a creative. Ankur, welcome. Please tell us more about who you are. Thank you. Uh, I call myself CIA, not because I'm smart enough to be in an intelligent agency, but I was born in Canada. I grew up in India and now I'm in America. That makes me Canadian Indian American CIA. So I I claim that a lot lot of time. Uh, I am a geriatrician. That means I'm a medical doctor taking care of senior uh, people. I am a pharmacist, chief medical officer, and along the way, the creativity was flowing, decided to take all of my experience that I had in geriatrics and what I learned over the years, put it into a 160 page book that everybody can read and learn from it. And especially, I also felt like to 
to be more creative in healthcare, you don't have to just only focus on patients. You also have to focus on caregivers. So I, because caregiver burnout is a big thing. So I also focused on a lot of tips for caregiver because caregiver needs to be creative in in what they do and when they are taking care of their loved ones. And then my creativity, my kids, I feel like already creative. We were just talking about April Fool's Day and they fooled me in the morning. I love to drink black coffee and they told me, dad, your coffee is ready. And they put Diet Coke in my coffee. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, my April Fool started with a great trick. Uh, yeah, and I'm a father of two boys, um, five and eight year old. That keeps me going every day. And they come up with new things uh, that I have to keep up with them. So between work, uh, being a father, husband, my day is, I feel like every day, every day is creative. That's lovely. And you know what? I think you and Car- Karen, I want to keep on calling you Karen because the C instead of the K and I will, I will force myself. Karen, Karen, Karen. That's okay. C-R-I-N. I'm convinced my parents spelled it this way because my dad loves cars. I think he's had more cars than number of years in his life. So. There, but there it is you Karen. Go. It's Karen. Karen. Thank you. I was going to say you, you both have that non-label of the multi-potentialite. I think I got it right. So yes, there are no boundaries to what we can do and what we can want to do. That's something different. I'm, I'll tell you a little bit about myself later. Dana Golden, please unmute. It has been so long since I first met you and I'm really, really honored that you're here today. So would you please tell us more, Dana? Yes. And I am really thrilled that after two years, you finally put me here because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just re- very happy to be here with you, Red. You're just awesome. And I love spending time with you. And this is a great way to do it. Thank so. you. You're kind. Go ahead. Thank you. So I first want to say that when you introduced David and I as co-authors of our book, Addiction Rescue, and you said we come as a couple, and we do come as a couple in this setting, but we are not a couple anymore. We are former spouses. So um, we uh, went through um, a multitude of uh, struggles in our life and our marriage uh, because of addiction, and we did end up divorced, and we did end up, um, I, I would say, disliking each other very much for a time. However, it became our passion to help other families to get through the effects of addiction because one person's afflicted, but the rest of the family is affected. And so David and I came back together to write the book and then work together um, as intervention professionals and and, uh, recovery specialists. And I have a passion for working with the families because that was my role is uh, in that relationship was as a family member being affected. So it's my passion to work with those uh, family members to help bring those relationships back together forgiveness, recovery, and repair the damage that addiction causes. So uh, that's what I do. And I get to be creative all the time because I get to help people envision a new life, a new path, a new way to be in a relationship um, that they're used to. And one of my favorite ways to do that is with vision boards. And when a a life is stagnant, um, I, I do vision boards for myself all the time. When my kids were young, I always had them probably junior high, high school. They did vision boards. We did it together as a family project. And I help all my clients. I always make them do a vision board because if you're stagnant, you can't see another way out. But if you have a vision right in front of you to look at, it gives you the creative mind and the imagination to move forward and picture something different for yourself. And that's how we make things happen because thoughts become energy, which become things. So that's, that's where, but also Karen, like you, I am a knitter. I am a sewer. I, I do anything that I can take something from nothing and make it into something, especially a wearable is so um, gratifying for me. So 
I love to be creative in lots of ways. Thank and you. And you live Jane. in Minnesota, so you have to knit a lot. A lot of sweaters, yes. <laughs> a lot of sweaters. Layers. And scars probably too. Dana, I have a question for you. Similarly, I asked Karen to define a haiku. Could you define a vision board? What is it? What physically is it? Is it a piece of cardboard? Is it a bulletin board on the wall? Is it on a, an iPad? Is it on one of those where you, you write with a stylus? Is it physical pictures you cut out of magazines? Just briefly tell us what is a vision board? It, it is all of those things. It can okay. be a whiteboard with words on it, if that's what your creative mind lets you do. My way of doing them, um, and the way I instruct my clients to do it, is on some kind of a poster board, um, depending upon how interested in the project they are depends on what size because it can be really big or it can be an eight by ten and i do suggest going through magazines picking out words picking out visuals um, that make them feel good make them want something for their future in that picture or those words uh, if they can't find it i say just go to google get some images mm -hmm. print out some images and we uh, tape them glue them on the board um, and so when you're looking at it and I'm a big believer in meditation and to keep it in your mind, uh, whether your eyes are open, looking at it, or it's just in your mind of all those things that you envision for your life in the future. Thank you. That helps a lot. I appreciate that. So it's basically a, a collage all in one place for the purpose of seeing where you, and, and there must be a, probably some stopping and starting in there, Dana, when people can't see that vision, they don't know what they want and they're trying to figure it out. So hopefully the words and the images will help move them in that direction. Thank you very much. We could talk about that more later. David, Marion, you've been so, so patient. You didn't have a choice because I put you forth, but I appreciate your being here. David, I met you when I met Dana about two years ago at the summit and you are here and I'm very happy to see you. So would you please fill us in? What have you been up to? David, Marion, welcome. Thank you so much, Red. And um, it's good to see you again and nice to see everyone else on the panel. Um, and I even recognize Dana. Yeah, she looks very familiar. I think we might've been married at one time. Uh, what do I have up? Kids. You know, I'm in, pardon? Share a couple kids. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do have two daughters together. I'm an interventionist. I'm a certified intervention professional. I'm a certified life recovery coach. Um, an author, and I'm a recovery advocate. Um, I really advocate for those who can't advocate for themselves. Um, since I, we spoke last, what have I been up to? Uh, I've been involved in some really neat documentaries. I did a, a wonderful documentary with the CDC's RX Awareness Campaign, which won six international and national awards, and it also won an Emmy. Um, I helped create and sat in the St. Paul Capitol in Minnesota a couple of years ago, creating the first legislation on the opioid epidemic that has been really? followed by 12 different states. Amazing, bringing bipartisanship together, Republicans and senators for a mutual cause, possibly one or so lost a loved one to an overdose. Um, and believe it or not, there was still opposition in the Senate, but that's for a different podcast on a different day. Um, you know, I'm constantly creating for my clients that I coach a vision with an action plan attached. How do we navigate the current landscape of going from being physically addicted to something, removing the substances and creating a life we never dreamed, creating that path of happiness? We often say if you're not having more fun in recovery than you were using just a matter of time. 
Wow, that that was a big wow you just said. Very, very interesting. How do you help people find, quote unquote, David, fun in recovery? Just briefly, what, any can you give us any insights into what that process is like? The first process is learning how to laugh at yourself. Right? We try to take ourselves so darn seriously. And, you know, I think it's rule 64. Don't take yourself so damn serious in life. <laughs> and you begin to understand and really um, appreciate your imperfections in life. And I think that people love the transparency of that. Um, you know, I often say we create this way the same way that we were using one day at a time, one moment at a time. Simple laughs every day, taking time out for ourselves to appreciate what we have rather than what we don't have is truly the essence of finding the spirit of happiness. Gratitude. Thank you. Ooh, say it, girl. Gratitude. That's it. That's what you're talking about. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, David. I, I An attitude for gratitude. Attitude yeah. for gratitude. That's right. Thank you. And before we go and do some of your wonderful creativity statements and, and to my viewers and listeners, I asked my guests to send me a quote from a fictional movie or TV character from a song lyric that they will relate to their own creativity. But I have a little uh, news blast here for Encore and for everybody, actually. There was a study reported in the Washington Post in July of 2021, less than a year ago. And the breaking news is creativity may be key to healthy aging. And I'll just read a little bit. I keep this in my notes on Kurt. I know this was perfect for you. Study show the creativity, which is related to the personality trait of openness. David, there you go. Openness can lead to greater longevity. Singing, theater performance, visual artistry, they're limiting creativity, obviously. May support older adults' well-being. This was studied by author in Georgetown University psychiatrist Norman Rosenthal. Listen to this. Defines creativity. Being creative, creative is having the ability to make unexpected connections. Dana, you mentioned this. Either to see commonplace things in new ways or unusual things that escape the attention of others and realize their importance. And here's a very important statement from, uh, this is from James C. Kaufman or Kaufman, depending on where you're from. He teaches an introduction to creativity course at the University of Connecticut, UConn. And he says, creativity can be cultivated by following passions old and new. Now listen up, everybody, very important. Try not to compare yourself to genius creators, right, Encore? Or to be so focused on the outcome that the process stops being fun. David, that's for you as well. I think you can all agree. I love this because I keep it in here. Um, I'm just going to share with you a little bit. I started painting. I have no painting skill whatsoever. About two years ago, just before around the time of the pandemic, I had bought an art kit with some canvases and it had acrylics and watercolors and pencils and crayons. And I, I was on sale at Michael's. I, I moved here to Durham and I went to Michael's. I said, oh, that's cute. I put it in the closet. I left it there for a year or two. And then one day I took it out. I said, what is this? What did I buy? What's this in here? And I looked, it had books and instruction. This, well, put it away. And then I put it out on the great big kitchen counter, put it out and I started looking. I said, what, what, well, I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't paint. I don't draw. What's the, and I started painting and drawing. And then I started going to Michael's and buying carloads full of canvases and paints and brushes and all kinds of stuff. And I started saving candy wrappers and the inside of cartons from anything from chocolate chip cookies, which have a great foil that doesn't crinkle, and cans of Lucerne peas, that wonderful label with the shiny silver label with the pictures. I started saving stuff. And I bought more canvases, and I now have 200 paintings in my house. <laughs> my garage is an art gallery. 
I went from uh, I went from geometric with watercolors to collages with anything and everything glued on to the background you're looking at here was one of my that that's a little caricature an agency did for me years ago but you're looking basically at one of my original pieces of the idea of a city the lips were added by the voice america artist at the time but those see the the things hanging there those are earrings karen and dana those are earrings where i lost the other part of the pair and they're pierced ears and i punched them through the canvas and made them into decorations and what these are supposed to be little buildings you can see little squares this was my primitive idea of a city so I finally moved to acrylic paint pouring, which you can see videos online. And David, they're just, you put them in egg crates and you dump it over a canvas and you, you move the canvas and the paint swirl and make into different things. There are, there are people moving across some of my paintings I never put there. There's a, a forest with three elephants talking to me in one of my paintings. I never put the elephants there. They just arrived. They, they just come out of nowhere. Talk about creative. The elephants are more creative than I am. But I recently met somebody who is a talk about creativity, a man who works for the big software company I used to work for. He taught himself digital music, composing, production, and performing, all mm. digital. He has 18 tracks. And I wanted to create for World Art Day at the TV studio where I used to produce my shows in, on Long Island, New York. I wanted a music track. And he named one after me. I'll tell you all afterwards. And I took, instead of doing pictures, of photos of my pictures on a wall framed like this. I just took the close-up of the guts of the painting without the edges. I dropped them into iMovie. I used the Ken Burns effect, which some of you may know is where it moves in and out and around. And I put in his music track. And I put in credits for him and me at the end and a credit at the front. I've, it's three minutes and seven seconds. I'll be happy to send you all the download link. I just submitted it for World sure. Art Day. But I, I don't know what came over me because typically, Karen, you know this, when you show art, and Dana, you know this, and everybody, you show it in a frame, on a wall. Oh, look at that paint. I said, the hell with that. I just went in for what was in the painting. So you're seeing textures, and you're seeing uh, the acrylics, and you're seeing the wrappers, and you're seeing everything in there. And I'm getting such incredible compliments. So this man and I are meeting next week to talk about another art music video. We might want to do it in virtual reality. And that's that my new, is awesome. That's my Where's, new creative. Go ahead, Dana. I was just going to say, you need to make an EFT. I might have to. Yeah, I, I just might, but I'll send you in all the, the download link after. I didn't mean to hijack the show, but I was so excited to do this, and it just made my heart go yes, 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 yes. That's a new way. You just just experiment with software, with technology, sure. and yeah. do something you've never done. Just turn on an effect, right? So anyway, let's go through your quotes. Well, I think that's a great message there, also for yeah. your listeners. Go ahead, go ahead, David. Yeah, Talk to um, me. It really is. I think what you're talking about the creativity of doing something that you might never have been. Yeah. Um, wanting or always wanting to do when i work with clients i always say if you were to do a vocational study right the five things you like to do five things you don't like to do mm -hmm. five things you're good at five things you're not good at i have to tell you real quick during the pandemic my two daughter our two daughters uh 26 and 24 said dad we're going to shelter in place with you and the second day what shows up an amazon package and i open it up and there's canvases in there and all these paints and my first thought is, I can't even draw a good stick figure. This is <laughs> the resistance that I felt towards this was incredible. And I'm thinking in my mind how resistant I want. My daughter said, Dad, come on, this is going to be fun. 
And sure enough, they took a TikTok of me stroking the um, paint along the canvas, trying to come up with something. And that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself to have fun and do something that means something to me. And what I did, I created this, if you could see it. Yes. Gratitude. Let me put you on full screen so everybody can see it. I'm getting you on full screen. There's a delay here. Go ahead. Yeah. And it now hangs in my bathroom. Gratitude. Isn't that pretty? Yeah. Very pr- hold it Hold it up again, David. I've got you okay. on camera. Um, yeah. It was fine the way it was. Gratitude. Isn't that adorable? I want to say adorable, and that's not meant to, be, to demean it. That's just really cute. Yeah. It's really, really cute. Thank you for sharing. See, Thanks, when we David. start talking about creativity, see what pops out. Now, let's go to your creative quotes. And Karen, you sent me one I never dreamed anybody would send me. And it's from the TV show New Girl, American. Let's take two minutes each because we have so much to talk about, but I'm really loving the conversation. New Girl, American TV sitcom, 2011 to 2018. It was a single camera ensemble show. New Girl, created by Elizabeth Mary, blah, 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 revolves around an early 30-something quirky teacher named Jessica Jess Day, played by the one and only Zoe Deschanel, of course, who moves into an loft in L.A. with three men, Nick Miller, played Jake, Jake Johnson, uh, Winston Schmidt, played by Max Greenfield, and Winston Bishop, played by Lamorne Morris, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, here is the quote that Karen has picked, and I'm going to let you explain why it's so cute. Who's that girl? It's Jess. And it's Jess thinking in her mind, who's that girl? It's Jess. And she's Jess. I know, Dana. Let, let's let Karen explain this one. Go ahead. <laughs> Karen, two minutes. What are we talking okay, about? Okay, I'll here? try to keep it to two minutes. So we've recently, as a family, have been watching this show, New Girl. And it's so funny. We love it. And yes. so the intro part, as you just explained, it, it has them come up. And at the very end, she goes, it's Jess. Who's that girl? It's Jess. Every single time we watch it as a family, what who of the four of us says, it's Jess out loud, but me every single time. One day recently, I was in perhaps a bad mood and I didn't say it. And my son, he's going to be, I told you his birthday is in two days. He'll be 15 in two days. He looked at me, mom, mom, we had to go backwards so I could do it again and say, it's Jess. And it's so inspiring to me in my everyday because it's Jess really is my way of being just this lightness and this no matter what's going on. And thank you for saying that I'm a happy guest, but I have a lot of challenges in my life. I have a lot of hardships. I have a lot of, I can relate to David, Dan, Dan, what you were talking about. So many things, but I wake up every day and think today is the best day of my life. I used to think today is going to be the best day of my life. And then I said, no, it is every single day. It is. And I actually got this from Tao Porchin Lynn. She was an amazing dancer and yoga teacher and all these things. She died when she was a couple of years ago, she was 101. And that is how she woke up every single day. And that's what she would say to herself. And my best friend, Melissa, and I, for a while, would text each other each morning. Today is going to be the best day of my life. Today is going to be the best day of my life. And it just stuck. And that is how I live my life every day. No matter what happens, it doesn't mean every day is all smiles and fun. Of course not. But it's the best day. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm connecting. I have this opportunity to experience whatever it is. It is the best day. And somehow, it's just... Reminds me of all of that. Amen. That was, let's give her a round of applause. Come on. That was really super, Karen. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I wasn't sure where you, I think we need to change that to, it's Karen. It's Karen. It's Karen. It's not going to be the best day. This is the best day of my life. 
What an affirmation. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And when you were talking about vision boards, I was thinking that too, because if the vision is in the future, it's what we want to create, but why can't it be the now? So the, yep. the vision is now and we are building it. But if we're only always thinking about the future, then we're missing this moment, this present. So it yes. is. Yes. And I will tell you that I, I host another show. I'm not going to give my, my other my real name, but the name of the show, uh, it's all predictions about technology and business strategies. And I have my guests at the very end on the count of three. You know how I all like to do that. I say, if somebody has to, comes to you and says the future is already here, I have them all wave their finger on the count of three. You can all do it with me. I count of three, say no, no, no. One, two, three. No, 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 no. Because that was yesterday's future. And today's future isn't here yet. And we're all going to make it a better one. That's how I close that show, Karen. So I know, I know, boy, we're re really affirmation and mindfulness, Richard. Let's go to <laughs> the quote that Dr. Anchor Patel has sent me. It's from Mr. Ping, Poe's father, Poe Ping, voiced by James Hong, to Poe Ping, primarily voiced by Jack Black and Mick Wingard. The movie, of course, is Kung Fu Panda, American media franchise, started in 2008 and now has three CGI animated films and three TV series, that's all. And Poe is just a clumsy panda in the Valley of Peace, and he stumbles into this contest where they're picking the dragon warrior who will carry the secrets of whatever it is they want for peace in the valley. And everybody has been vying for this, and Poe finds himself as very unlikely the new dragon. So the quote is, from Mr. Ping, his father, who happens to be a Chinese goose. And he found Poe in a basket, reminds me of the story of Moses, in a little basket as a baby panda in a basket of radishes in his grocery store. Uh, yeah, the owner of a, a noodle shop, in his noodle shop. Yeah, and he adopted him. So we've got a panda adopted by a Chinese goose who in a noodle shop. If that isn't confusing, Karen, I don't know what is. But Mr. Ping, and here's one, two, five words. Karen's was shorter, but here's five words. There is no secret ingredient. Ankur, tell us about that, please. And that's exactly going back to that movie, right? Like everybody wanted to know what's in the dragon stroll and, and what's the secret is that will change the whole world and save the valley. And actually Poe's father said like, you know, my chicken noodle soup is the best soup and I'll share the secret ingredient. And Poe is like, what is the secret ingredient? And he goes to lean towards Poe, telling Poe's ear, there is no secret ingredients. You just have to believe that your ingredients or what you do is the best. And when I heard that for the first time, I felt like they're talking to me because you know, I call myself accidental doctor. I was even not supposed to be a doctor. Uh, I was a pharmacist and nobody believed in me that, you know, I'll be a doctor one day. I come to US with $100 in my pocket and started working at Dunkin' Donut and at night make donuts. Mm -hmm. And then at the daytime, sell the donuts and apply to pharmacy school and they rejected me. And I'm like, hell with it. I will go and apply to medical school. And guess what? I got in. <laughs> So my dean was like, tell me why you want to do medicine and what's the passion about it? And I'm like, I actually got rejected for pharmacy school and applied to med school and I got it. And he just looked at me. He's like, Pete, you are the one who told me like real what what you mean by this. And then over the time, the journey I always started thinking that, you know what? I don't need to go and focus what the world is doing. I need to focus how I can create 
my own destiny and own future. And to the point that, Red, you mentioned about the Washington Post and be creative, my complaint with medicine is like, we are practicing medicine in a box. Get outside the box, right? Like, if they teach us like, oh, this is what hypertension is and this is what you treat with and this is what happened. Why can't we collaborate gratitude in healthcare as we were talking? Why can't we do music therapy in healthcare? Why can we do art therapy in healthcare? Why can't we bring all these things in healthcare? Because you know what? If they're mentally healthy, it's easier to keep them physically healthy. And that's where it is. I tell my patients that, you know what? Go out and socialize. If there is an option to come see me and socialize, go out and socialize because get your mind, talk to people. And that's where kind of I kind of got into this whole thing that, and I create this different models of care for hospitals and health system, how to take care of senior. And there's nothing that's traditional because there's no secret ingredients, no X, Y, Z's is better, and we can create our own. Thank you. And there is no secret ingredient into my brand of creativity, into Dana's, into David's, into Karen's, or into yours. It's whatever we see, and that's what all of you sent me. Thank you so much. I want to move on so we can get to the rest of the quotes, and we'll speed through some famous birthdays. We might not get to the calendar, and I don't care, because this is such a good conversation. Dana Golden has sent us a very iconic quote, well-known all over the world. The movie was The Shawshank Redemption, which is based on, uh, written by Frank Darabont, based on the 1982 Stephen King novella, Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. That was the name of the novella. Andy Dufresne, played by Tim Robbins, is speaking to Ellis Red Redding, played by the one and only Morgan Freeman. And here is the quote, get busy living or get busy dying. Dana, talk to me. Uh, I, I just love that line. And in the movie at the time, he says it, um, Red, the other Red, not you, Red, <laughs> um, is worried about Andy Dufresne um, because of his low um, attitude. And when Andy says that to him, he thinks, oh, my God, he's going to kill himself, right? He's He can't handle life on the inside. And uh, I'm afraid he's going to get busy dying because he can't get busy living in here. And, um, and of course, if I'm not going to be a, a spoiler alert, but that's not at all what he meant by that. He was actually moving towards living again on the outside. And so to me, we can all find those days in our life because Karen, some, some of us don't wake up going, this is going to be the best day of my life. Sometimes <laughs> it's like life sucks today. Um, <laughs> but, but I think of a quote, like get busy living or get busy dying. It's one or the other, you know, and you're in this life. So you might as well make the best of it and be creative about it. And if you don't like the life you're in, make a vision for a better life and bring it to you. Because if you're not getting busy living, you're getting busy dying. And thank we're here you. to live. We, we are. And thank you very much for that. And Dana, your quote is from the same movie. David's quote is from the same movie as Dana's quote. Amazing. And your quote, yeah, amazing. And, and and what's interesting is that Dana's quote is a segue into, in a way, in my mind, what David sent and to what we've been talking about all along. And this is uh, Shawshank Redemption. And I have the same same attribution. And uh, let's see, he says to Red, remember Red, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. David, from what you've already told us, this is a perfect quote for you to pick. Tell me how you found it, actually. 
Well, I've seen the movie, you know, 26 times probably. Uh, there's just so many lines that are great in the movie. And the opposite of that line, when Red says, no, hope is a terrible thing, will drive a man insane because he had been incarcerated for so long, having hope and couldn't get out. Um, but in the other, you know, Andy Dufresne had the dream, had the vision of knowing where he was going to be. And I think when you're dealing with recovery, you're dealing with any type of addictions, um, if you don't have that hope that you could change, you're going to succumb to this, you know, and believe me, I sat in a, in a box for 36 months, 11 days, seven hours and six minutes. And let me tell you, there was a lot of days when you felt hopeless. Um, My work today is, you know, basically giving hope to those that are feeling hopeless. And when you went from slinging dope to slinging hope, you understand the dynamics of how much you actually feel a person's pain. We talked about addiction before, right? It's addiction is a disease of isolation and loneliness. The antidote is commitment to connection, commitment to community, commitment to feeling hopeful to do things that are necessary to proceed in life. And um, yeah, the, the quote just resonates with me in so many different ways. Thank you. And it resonates with everybody. Thank, thank you all for doing the, the work. I hope you had fun picking your quotes. I really appreciate them. I still love the It's Jess quote. I'm sorry, it's Karen. Jess. Just, it's Jess. It's Jess. We can substitute. It's Dana. It's Red. It's David. It's Karen. It's Encore. <laughs> I like that. We, we, yeah, it reminds me also of, um, uh, it wasn't New Girl, it was the um, Marlo Thomas show, That Girl. Remember that girl? She she threw her hat up into the air. Yes. Wonderful. You know where she did that, right? Downtown Minneapolis. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> Speaking of famous people, let's do a couple of birthday shout outs and we'll see if we can tackle a little bit of my calendar. I'm not too worried about that. It's Robert Downey Jr.'s birthday today. The Iron Man in the Marvel film series. And he won a Golden Globe for best. I didn't know this. He won a Golden Globe for best supporting actor in Ally McBeal in 2001. I didn't know he was in that. I guess I wasn't a big fan of Ally McBeal. And another for best actor for his portrayal of Sherlock Holmes in 2010. Mm-hmm. And he's been. So everybody say happy birthday, Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Happy birthday. Happy Robert birthday, Robert Downey Jr. And I didn't know that the 30-year-old today actress, Jamie Lynn Spears, I didn't know she was Britney Spears' younger sister. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. She won a One to Watch Young Hollywood Award for starring in a movie called or a TV show called Zoe in 2006. Maya Angelou, the late, great Maya Angelou, was born today. She passed away in 2014. Poet, author, memoirist. Everybody knows she wrote I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. That got her famous. Her autobiography. She wrote seven autobiographies, I understand. And her poem on the pulse of mourning. And she actually read one of her poems at Bill Clinton's inauguration way Mm -hmm. back. Magician David Blaine is 49 today. Hello, David Blaine. Happy birthday. Jill Scott. Does anybody know the very talented R&B singer Jill Scott? No? Well, I'll tell you how I know her, and this it sounds weird, but she's now doing a commercial for Nationwide is on your on side. side. She's on the on the microphone in a studio, and they're showing different people buying the Nationwide insurance. And it's in because a good friend of mine is familiar with Jill Scott. He said, that's Jill Scott! So we, we just basically don't look at the commercial, but we listen to her singing. Yeah. I keep saying, would you please do a little more of the song? Anyway, that's what I say. But happy birthday, Jill Scott. She's 49. And James Roday is 46. I have no idea who he is, except he plays Gary on ABC's hit show, A Million Little Things. Anybody anybody here watch A Million Little Things? No, they do. Well, I thought I'd throw that in anyway. Let's do a couple of social media stars. 
they say they are. I always pick somebody who has an interesting name. I'm not making fun. I'm not being demeaning. I just thought these were interesting. The two YouTube stars that I found who were having birthdays today, one's name is, nobody get offended, The Living Tombstone. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> I know David. That I know. Name. Well, happy <laughs> birthday to him. Right? Happy birthday. 29, 29, old enough to know better. And there is a YouTube star named Laughability who's 18. I think that's a winning name. Then we're that's go a to, creative name. That is. Now we're going to go to TikTok stars. I found two. I don't usually get TikTok stars. One is called LI. I don't know whether it's for part of Lil or for Long Island. That's where I come from. Lil Destiny. And Destiny is in lowercase with two N's. 18, get this. She's a content creator, popular for her TikTok dance, lip sync, and comedy videos, often featuring her friends, and she only has 2.2 million followers. Seriously? I know! L-I underscore destiny with two N's. We all need to change our names. And then we have another one. She's 18. We have a 21-year-old lady named Daisy Jelly, J-E-L-L-E-Y. She does dance videos on TikTok. She only has 1.7 million fans. Oh, my. And she has over 310,000 followers on Instagram. I think we're all doing something wrong. I don't know. We ought to, we ought to come up with some creative names and all go and do some TikToks. David, you said you did the TikTok. Then we have a Snapchat, Snapchat star named Vitaly Boo, who's 19, V-I-T-A-L-L. V-I-T-A-L-Y-Y-B-O-O, one word, boo, happy birthday. And we have a rapper named Lil PJ, P-E-E with the letter J attached, Lil PJ, who's 20, and he does comedy videos set to song. So we can wish them all a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. You're all very, very generous. Now let's do a couple of holidays. Let's see if we can squeeze in here. We got about nine minutes left today. Monday, April 4th, National Walk Around Things Day. I don't know idea what that is. It's International Carrot Day. Does anybody still believe that carrots are good for your eyesight? The carotene, the vitamin A? Did we Absolutely. Yes. Still oh, sound that correct? Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, okay, carrots tonight. It's also National Cordon Bleu Day. Does anybody remember how to make a cordon bleu? Yes. Dana, you want to give us your recipe fast? What do you got? Chicken with ham and, and Swiss cheese on the inside. You can use Gruyere too, but that's typically Swiss. Yeah. Gruyere. And do you coat it in breadcrumbs? Do you bake it or fry yeah. it? Uh, uh, I fry it. And do you use a There's Dijon? A little, little oil and coated do you use in a, breadcrumbs. A Dijon cream sauce with it too? No, because I hate Dijon. Oh, okay. All right. Well, everybody else can put Dijon in theirs, but don't invite Dana for that one. Make it plain for her. Tomorrow is National Caramel Day, but some of you might call it caramel. I don't know. Anybody like caramel? It's too sticky for my teeth. Karen, are you a fan of caramel? Dana? No? My yes. favorite. Yeah. Oh, it is? Anything oh. caramel. I'll put the cordon bleu in caramel instead of Dijon. <laughs> when I open a box of candy, if there's any caramels, I'll send them to you, Dana. Okay. Perfect. David, yeah. are you a caramel fan? Not anymore. Oh, Okay. Um, you know, they seem to have pulled out my teeth when I eat them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what I was. Yeah, that there comes a time when there's a yeah, they're ready to go. Yeah, okay. It's also <laughs> deep dish pizza day. If you're not busy eating caramels, you're going to eat deep dish pizza. I think I might like that. And it's National Flash Drive Day. Anybody? Anybody still eat flash drives, thumb drives? Anybody I sticks? Memory stick? Yeah, I can't tell you how many I got here in my office. And they were all branded. People were giving them away years ago. Does anybody remember yes. it? As, as it have their logo on it and their phone number and their company email. name on it. We had ours. And, they, yeah. and you put put oh, your no. media materials on it, right? You put something mm-hmm. on it. Absolutely. Well, I would wipe off the materials and use them for something else. Sorry. <laughs> Wednesday is National 
I don't know how to pronounce it. It's A-C-A-I. It's Akai. Asiye. Asai. 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 So we know how to say it. She it said is. the funniest pronunciation somebody ever had was they came in and they tried to order an acuchi bowl. <laughs> okay. Well, it's acai bowl day, which is a Brazilian dessert-inspired breakfast of berries, nuts, and seeds. It's also Wednesday, National Siamese Cat Day. It's National Sorry Charlie Day. Does anybody remember the origin of Sorry Charlie? Oh, no. you! I bet you. Sorry, Charlie. Charlie the tuna, right? And he was never measured up. He said he had good taste, but he didn't taste good. So we don't want good tasting tuna. We want tuna that tastes good. Tastes good. That's right. So everybody said, sorry, Charlie, and it endeared him. And now it's relatable to our everyday rejections. Go figure. Uh, I'm not going to say this, but this was the day in history, David. I'm not saying this when uh, prohibition was canceled. Okay. President Roosevelt in 1933 ended prohibition. We'll leave that one there, but it's plan your epitaph day, Wednesday, April 6th. Anybody want to take a, I won't say take a stab. That would not come out right. Anybody, I won't say take a shot. That'll come out worse. Anybody want to try to define your life in five words? Karen, I bet you can do it because I think- I already did. Best day of my life. Well, if you had an epitaph on a stone or on, on a mausoleum, you know, mine's going to be in a, in a pink, pink marble building with my family and, a, you know, above ground and all that. If you had just a couple of words to put on that stone, what would you want people to say? What would you want them to write? It, I'm not mean to be morbid, but it's an interesting question. How do you describe your life? Encore, how do you describe your life? I'm grateful. Just in one word, I will say grateful. Encore Patel, MD, pharmacist, Dr. Geriatrician, grateful. Wow, that would be really cool to see in a cemetery, wouldn't it? Grateful. I've never seen that before. Wow. We'll just let, let everybody think about that. We only have a couple <laughs> minutes left. It's also, let's see, Thursday is, David, go ahead. What do you want to say? Mine would, have been, would be, I recreated an amazing life. Recreated amazing life. You get three. I words recreated an amazing, amazing life. Amazing life. I like that. Dana, you know, you want to take Red, I'm just looking at my own background, and five words would be maybe eight is just a number. <laughs> there you go. And that would serve as your marketing material and your, your final. <laughs> yes. Thursday is no housework day, but it's burrito day and beer day. David, just let me go with this. If you have people eating burritos and drinking beer, you might want to do your housework that day. We'll leave it. Friday is empanada day and zoo lovers day. They didn't say to take your empanada to the zoo. Saturday is National Cherish and Antique Day. And if anybody calls me up and say, I cherish you on Saturday, I'm going to kick them because <laughs> no comment. It's also National Chinese Almond Cookie Day. And Almond Cookie Day is not the same as fortune cookie. Almond cookies are kind of bumpy and they have almonds on them and they have designs on them. And they're supposed to be very, very treasured. I haven't had one in years. It's also Name Yourself Day. And I have no idea because they say it's based on uh, Oscar Wilde's novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. And Dorian Gray made a deal with the devil. I won't age, but my picture will. And every time he did debauchery stuff, his picture got old and ugly and he stayed young and beautiful. If you had to rename yourself, is there a name you'd like? Just real fast. Karen, I'm going to put you on the spot, dear. You can, you can say Oh, pass. gosh, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm Karen with a K. Karen, no way. No, I am not a Karen with a K. <laughs> she would be Karen dash G. That's what you'd be Karen. Karen, I put it Karen in dash G. Ankur, if you had to rename yourself quickly, what no, I won't because Ankur means new beginning, and I love oh, my name. Oh, there you go, David. If you could be somebody besides David, who would you be? I've often thought about it. You know, I I thought anyone who had the name Rocky had to be a pretty cool son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Rocky, Dana, Nick. <laughs> Uh, can we go back to the epitaph thing? <laughs> yes, yes, quickly. Go ahead. I got two minutes. Go ahead. I would say she rescued herself. Rescued herself. Very interesting. Well, I've already renamed myself, AKA Radio Red. And the reason is that I read years ago, well, I was a programmer analyst. I'm an early woman in tech. I was programming back in the 1970s when they were called programmer analysts. And I programmed for a big statewide community college system in the state of Oregon. And I ran the whole damn thing. After two years of school, I had a bunch of degrees. Anyway, the point is that when I started doing radio, quite by accident, um, I, I was aware of the sorting order of numbers, special characters. But I noticed that people who wanted, for example, in the yellow pages, if anybody remember what that is, anything with a letter A got put ahead of everything else in the alphabet. And I noticed people were calling themselves AKA and I wanted to be red and I named myself Radio Red. I said, well, that's not good enough because radio starts with an R. I'll be all the way down. So I attached AKA and I became AKA Radio Red. On that note, I have to say thank you to all of you. Quickly, website, where do you want people to go? Karen, quick website. Yes, you please go to, you can follow me at, on Instagram at Morn Haiku, M-O-R-N-H-A-I-K-U for a daily morning haiku, or you can also purchase my book on Amazon. It's hashtag morning haiku. You need the hashtag in all one word. Thank morning you. Morning haiku, H-A-I-K-U. Thank you. Dana, where do you want people to go real fast? The LifeRecoveryCoach.com. They can find our book and our free downloadable workbook right there. It's available on, on Amazon Addiction Rescue. Thank you. I have one minute. David, same place. Aliferecoverycoach.com. Thank you. Ankur, where can people go? It's drankurpatel.com. D-R, my first name, Ankur, last name, Patel.com. Ankur is A-N-K-U-R-P-A-T-E-L.com. And just find me here on Voice America Empowerment. And I have to do my closing. A thank you to Jairi, our new engineer. Thank you very much. He's given me a minute. Let's see how fast I can do my words. If we don't go away, guess I want to talk to you afterwards. Here we go. Life is short. Break the rules. Right, David. Right, Dana. Right, Karen. Right, Ankur. Yeah. Forgive quickly, kiss slowly. It's the only way. Trust me. I've tried them all. <laughs> Love truly, laugh uncontrollably, and David, never regret anything that made you smile. And here is my my final close. And work like you don't need the money because nobody cares if you do. Just work and try to enjoy it. Dance like no one's watching. They always watch when I dance. Sing like nobody's <laughs> listening. I only sang one song today, just a little bit. And love like you've never been hurt because we've all been hurt. Let your heart regroup, regrow, regenerate, and find love yourself first and then somebody else money talks chocolate sings la. and last but not least that i stole this line from somebody thank you for turning me on everybody don't go away bye facebook everybody wave bye, bye voice bye. america thanks again for tuning in to read my lips radio presented by the voice america variety channel tweet your questions and comments to at radio red 777 Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.